Well, if it's all right with you, I want to preach a little bit about God. Is that all right? Amen. That's a pretty good subject, isn't it? My friend, Dr. Joe Arthur, one time had a fellow come up to him trying to criticize him. He said, I don't know if I'm going to come back and hear you preach. He said, all you preach is Jesus. Well, Joe looked at him and said, what do you want me to preach? Amen. So if you don't mind, I'm preaching a little bit about our Father tonight. Amen. All right. Isaiah chapter 12 tonight. Chapter 12 of Isaiah, verse number 1. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger's turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for He have done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Dr. Larry Brown's in heaven now. One of the great messages he ever preached was on this thought. Ain't nobody like him. Amen. Can I tell you this? I agree with the pastor. You can be seated tonight. I agree with the pastor. You might forget about me. You don't have to see me. You might forget about him. But if you ever have an encounter with God, you'll never get past that. If you ever have an encounter with the Lord, it'll change your life and things will never be the same. Amen. And I praise the Lord for that tonight. I want you to look with me for just a few moments tonight at a phrase here, but I want you to stay in this chapter as we'll be there for most of the message. I want you to notice uh, here in the Word of God, there is a phrase that says something about God, and I think it's important tonight that we see it. It says here, Behold, God is my salvation. I began to look at that little phrase, God is, some time ago. I found out that 59 verses in the Bible state that God is. 59 verses throughout the Bible in some reference or another, we'll talk about God is. Now, don't panic tonight. I'm not going to preach on 59 times where it was said, even though I think all of them would be good. I told somebody they'd be a good series. Amen? Everything God is. Friend, listen, and if we mention everything God is, we still couldn't exhaust all that God is. For the heavens of heavens cannot contain Him. Amen? Ain't nobody like Him. But listen, when we think about this phrase, God is, have you ever thought about how important God is in your life? Have you ever thought about how important every day that you live, how important the Lord is and what God means to you? Hey, listen, sometimes you probably, I don't know you, but you may be like me, and I have a tendency to take Him for granted sometime, and Sometimes I don't know if I really appreciate all that God is to me. I'm glad that He is God. And I'm glad tonight that, thank God, I know Him as my Lord and Savior. 
Amen. Listen, in our world today, to the atheist, God is a myth. God is a myth. To the arrogant, God is not needed. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, this world today, they would say to you today, when you think about this, that God is not needed. We don't need God. We have all we need. To the apathetic, God is a crutch. In other words, He's sort of like a spire tire in a trunk. If I need God, I'll go get Him. But friend, that's not the way it ought to be. You and I, whether we're up on the mountaintop or whether we're down in the valley, we ought to love Him, worship Him, and Praise Him. Amen. Listen, the songwriter said it well when he said, My God is real. My God is real. And can I say this tonight? I'm glad that God is. Now, you may not have those two words running together, but you'll have that idea 50 sometimes in the Word of God. God is. Listen, this entire chapter is about praise. This entire chapter is about lifting up our voice and praising God. Now, I want to say this tonight. I understand everybody doesn't shout. I understand everybody doesn't wave their hand. If my wife were here tonight, and I say this at every church I'm in, if my wife were sitting here tonight, she's a godly lady. Matter of fact, if there's ever anybody that I want to pray for me, I'd want it to be her. She, listen, I'm convinced sometimes that she's the one that gets me through it from day to day with her prayers. But listen, my wife is not uh, somewhat emotional like I am. And I'm a little more hyper than she is. But anyway, if my wife were to get up and shout in church. Here's what you better do. You better turn around and look at the back door because Jesus just walked in. Amen. I, I mean, I'm being honest. I, I she, she loves the Lord and, and she'll cry, you know, and I, she'll wave her hand sometimes. But if she jumped up and shouted, praise God, Jesus done walked in the house. Amen. And listen, understand praise and worship was around a long time before this charismatic and contemporary crowd started messing with it. Can I get a witness? We get scared in Baptist churches and now to talk about praise and worship because we're afraid somebody's going to pigeonhole us. Somebody's going to put us somewhere and put us in something. But friend, I got news for you. Ever since I got saved, I've been praising Him. Ever since I got saved, I've been praising Him for His goodness and His love and His mercy and His grace. And ain't nothing wrong with worshiping Him either. Amen. Oh, listen, since we've been in here tonight, if you don't enjoy this, if you don't enjoy that kind of singing, that kind of piano playing, and that wonderful bass playing, if you don't enjoy, if you don't enjoy that tonight, friend, I'm telling you, something's wrong with your blesser. It's broke. Amen. I mean, everything was sung, lifted up Christ. I'm not interested in music uh, that brings uh, uh, something to man. I'm not interested in preaching that lifts up a man. But I'll tell you what, I love to hear a song and hear the message that when you leave the church, you don't say what a singer and you don't say what a preacher, but you walk out the door and say what a Savior because there ain't nobody like Him. Amen. Oh, I'm preaching a little bit tonight on God is. But before we get into that, I want to just read you something tonight. Psalm 150, you learned this some time ago. You probably, some of you, if you've been to Bible camps much, you know this by heart. The Bible says, praise ye the Lord. And look, I just, we can read this and have revival. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. 
Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a salt in the heart. Praise Him with a... By the way, I'm going to stop with that and I'll keep reading it. But you know what I think it's time for Baptist churches to do? I think it's time we got our heart out of the willow tree. Amen. I think it's time we got our song back. Friend, we are on the winning side. We don't got to listen. It gets better farther on. And you and I need to realize that we serve a God of heaven and that you and I are to praise Him and worship Him. Amen. You say, now preacher, do you try to work it up? I try to do whatever I can. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I'm convinced of it. Of course, I don't try to work it up, but I will tell you this. Praise God. I'll stir it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll throw an amen and a hallelujah and a glory to God. Wave at somebody and hope they get stirred up. Amen. And every now and then I'll wave at Jesus. Amen. Hey, I want you to know we ought to praise Him. Now, don't get quiet on me here. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a psaltery and heart. But Toby, I finally got something in my ministry in the last two or three years I've always wanted. I've got an orchestra. I've always, we got, we got two trombones, we got a tuba, we got three trumpets, we got clarinet, we got saxophone, all that stuff. And, and listen, I'm telling you, man, I love to hear them things going off, you know. Then on the other side, I got all my boys with the guitars and stuff. So on one side, I've got Crown College, and on the other side, I've got me. Amen. And when they blend together, it's good. I like it. Praise God. I like having a little polish on one side and a little redneck on the other. Amen. And you put them together. Hey, a cake ain't good. A cake's not good just one ingredient at a time. But you put it all together. I ain't going to go drink no vanilla. I'm not going to go eat no flour. But you put it all together. And man, I'm telling you, hallelujah is good. Amen. That makes me want a piece of cake. Amen. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love to go in a church and, and hear that, that music like that and hear them horns playing and hear those trumpets and all that. I like that stuff. Then I like to hear them camp meeting piano players. Amen. Just get over there and just have a time. Amen. Listen now. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the salt in the heart. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Now, it ain't talking about the wiggle waggle. You know what it's talking about there. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. I preached in the black church one time. They hit that organ. And I, Lord, I like that. Amen. I don't know if God was in or not, but it sure was fun. Amen. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Anybody breathing tonight? Anybody breathing tonight? Anybody breathing? Say amen. If you're breathing, you ought to praise Him. Amen. I'm afraid some Baptist's favorite song is, I will not be, I will not be moved. Amen. I preached in a few Baptist churches, Brother Danny. Somebody were to die in the congregation. The EMS would take half of them out before they found the right person. Amen. Listen, I know we ought to have a smile and a joy in our heart. Amen. Praise God tonight. Hey, listen, here in our text, look back at it now, you find two or three areas I want you to notice. First of all, we are to praise Him, watch now, in spite of failure. Look in the Word of God. The Bible said, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. You know what? You and I have got to realize, 
We got to praise Him in spite of failure. There are going to be times in our life where we're going to fail God. I told a lady one time, she said, Preacher, I would love to say amen or praise the Lord and enjoy church. But she said, I just don't feel worthy. I said, ma'am, it's not about you. It's not about you being worthy. It's all about the Lord being worthy and praising Him. Hey, we're all going to fail sometime or another. We're all going to fail. But I'm glad tonight we can praise Him in spite of our failure. Amen. Not only that, but I believe this tonight, we can praise Him in spite of our feebleness. In spite of our feebleness. I will praise Thee, Thou that was angered, though Thou was angerest me, Thine angers turned away, and Thou comfortest me. Oh, yes. We can praise Him in spite of our feebleness. i got to tell you this. Back during the pandemic in 2020, y'all remember that? Back during the pandemic 2020, uh, we kept on having church, but we eventually, uh, put a platform outside during, during a real tough time. We had about two church members to die. And one Sunday, when I left from one Wednesday night to one Sunday, we had 86 people that had COVID during 2020, uh, during a time like that. Come find out, one of our guys that was an RN nurse was one of our greeters at the door. He didn't even know he had COVID. And by everybody he came by, uh, picked it up. And we had a couple folks, so we tried to be safe, and, but we tried to keep having in church. Amen. But listen, I had a fellow in our church. His name was Brother Jerry Harmon. Brother Jerry Harmon was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody die of ALS, but I'm going to tell you something. I think of all the years I've been a pastor, that is one of the most horrific deaths I have ever seen. And listen, Brother Jerry got to a place where his muscles quit working and his head would droop down. He'd look, come walking in and kind of feeble. And then finally we were meeting and we're driving in the parking lot and uh, sitting in cars. And, and I was preaching on a platform. We had a sound system and, and we were having a singing and preaching. And all the cars out in the parking lot. And Jerry would drive his car. I mean, he's in the middle of ALS. He holds his head up to get there. And listen, one Sunday, I was a preaching. It kind of got on in the parking lot. People started blowing their hand, flashing lights. Amen. I mean, it got on. I don't know if that's Bible, but it got on. Amen. But listen to this. I looked out one of them cars, and I saw a stick sticking out the window with a handkerchief on it. And Brother Jerry was waving that thing out in the parking lot. I mean, he's got a, listen now, he's got ALS. He's died. His body is wrecked. But you know what he's doing on a Sunday morning? He was sticking that stick out the window and he's a waving that thing. You know why? Cause he knew it gets better farther on. Amen. Made me feel about that tall. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we can praise him in spite of our feebleness. In spite of our feebleness. But you know what else I like? We can praise Him in spite of our foe. We can praise Him in spite of the devil. In spite of our foe. Listen, I've had a privilege the last 20-some years of my life uh, to preach in a lot of churches. And I've met a lot of interesting people. And a lot of times I have people come up to me that when they say something to me and they walk away, I'm standing there so dumbfounded because of what they just said because I'm thinking, Man, they ain't got no toy in the Happy Meal. I'm being honest now. I had a lady one time walk up to me, wanted me to pray for somebody that was sick on a soap opera. And I'm talking about the actor playing sick. And I didn't even waste my time with that. I mean, what do you say? But anyway, I think about something like that. Well, I was preaching some years ago. 
And I was in a church and I was preaching and I talked about one day the devil's going to be cast into hell. And I said, I hope God lets me spin on him. It's not a created being. He's a, he's a demon. He's a fallen angel, right? I had a lady come to me after church. You know what, you know what Billy Goat Christianity is? I love my preacher, but I love my church, but you know what I'm saying? So this lady comes up to me after church. And when she comes up to me after church, she says to me, she said, Sir, I love the message. I could tell a but was coming. She said, but we ought to love everybody. Now I'm trying to think. I'm preaching. What is she talking about? She said, well, you said you're going to spit on the devil when cast in hell. She said, God, let me. I am. I said, ma'am, do you read your Bible? Do you know that the devil is not a human being, but a fallen angel? Do you know one day we won't have to deal with the devil no more? I don't know about you, friend, but praise God, I'm going to praise him. The day the devil's locked up forever in the pits of Hades, I'm going to enjoy that. Amen. Absolutely. Praise God. He's bothered us enough. Probably it ain't even been him that's bothering us. Because he's not omnipresent. He don't have the attributes of God. Got all them demons that fell out. Them little rascals running around causing us problems. One day all of them be done. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about God is. Are you with me tonight? <laughs> in spite of failure. In spite of feebleness. In spite of our foe. Now look. Here's some reasons we can praise Him. You find them right here in this passage. Number one, we can praise Him for reconciliation. He said, Thou was angry with me. Thine anger's turned away. Thou callest me. Have you ever been amazed sometime how many times God forgives us? Amen. Have you ever been amazed sometimes how many times we fail the Lord? And sometimes we feel like, man, I'm just a failure. I'm not much of a Christian. I I really struggle. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you every single time God's forgiven. God's forgiven. I don't mean we run out and do things wrong. God forbid. But I'm glad that when we're not where we need to be, Lord, I'm glad we can praise Him because He will reconcile us. He will get us where we need to be with Him. I mean, that's sweeter than being where you need to be with the Lord. You also see in our chapter not only praise Him for reconciliation, but you see also praise Him for redemption. Behold, God is my, what's that next word? Salvation. Amen. You know why you praise Him not? Because we're saved. Anybody glad you're saved? Any of you saved? Amen. But we can praise Him because of that. Amen. Brother Daniel's heard my testimony. I, I did not grow up in an independent Baptist church. I did not. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, but it was a preacher that had a sixth grade education and a King James Bible, and he was old time. And I grew up in that. My mama, I, came, I was in that church my whole life. But listen, first time I ever knew what drugs were was in the parsonage of a Baptist church. That, that preacher's son was as lost as I was. Lost as I was. But I want you to listen to this. Hey, I, I got under conviction on a Sunday morning. I mean, buddy, I was 17 years old. I was under conviction on a Sunday morning. And I knew I was lost and I was on my way to hell. And I thought if I get out of here, I can, I'm going to get out of here. And I did. I got out of there. Now, back when I was coming up as a boy, my mama always had one thing you had to do. My mama would always make me wear some dress clothes and some dress shoes when I went to church. Always. And I got to wear tie stuff, but I always had to kind of look nice, you know. So I thought when I go home this afternoon, at that time my daddy wasn't right with the Lord. And my daddy would be staying home watching football. So I was going to try to stay home and watch football too. Because I didn't want to go back and feel like I did that morning. Ah, 
Problem was, I was feeling like that all day. And anyway, I took one of my dress shoes, preacher, and I hid it in the back of the closet. And I'm going to tell my mama, I can't find my dress shoe. I told my mama, I said, Mama, I can't go to church tonight. She said, why not? I said, I can't find my dress shoe. My mom looked at me and said, you going tonight? One shoe on, one shoe off. I walked in the room, told my mama, I said, a miracle just happened. I found that shoe. Amen. I'll never forget. I went back that night, sat on the second or third row from the back of that church. Church probably had 400 people. And so I said, third row from the back. Boy, I don't remember what anybody around me was doing. I ain't even sure I remember what the choir song was. But, buddy, I knew God was hanging me out over hell. I'll never forget it. Brother Frank Hay was a pastor. Back then, he'd always walk down the front, and he'd stand right there in the front if anybody needed to come forward. Well, listen, buddy, I was under such conviction, I stepped out second row from the back. This is one of these two-row churches that hold about 600 people in, so it's a long way back there to the back. And I stood in the back, and when I stepped out, I stepped out, preacher, and I hadn't even got halfway down. And I said, God, I don't want to go to hell. Will you save me? I didn't go down a Romans road, I-40, I-85, none of it. You understand? All I did was say, God, I'm lost. Will you save me? Well, Brother Frank, I still remember to this day. Brother Frank was standing there. When he saw me step out, I can still see he's, he's in heaven now. I can still see his lips. He said, hallelujah. Real quiet when he saw me step out. You know what he was excited about? He was excited. One thing, he's going to get to lead me to Jesus. He thought, I'm going to finally get to lead that boy to Jesus. Maybe to help my son. When I come up to him, I just ruined his world. I walked to him, shook his hand. He said, Chris, what can I help you? You know what we preach about. What can I help you with? I'm going to take the Bible, beat you over the head, and lead you to Jesus. So what, what can I help you with? I said, Brother Frank, I got saved. He looked at me and he said, do what? I said, yes, sir. He said, when did you get saved? So here's the truth. I said, halfway down that aisle. God saved me, changed my life. One week later, I was in the choir loft and standing up there singing, and God called me to preach. Been doing it ever since. My music director says God was trying to tell me something. Get out of the choir and preach because you can't sing a lick. Amen. I don't like him anymore. I fired him. Amen. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I want you to understand. Understand. Hey, I can praise him for my salvation. Oh, yes. Amen. Isn't that great? God is my salvation. Boy, I can praise Him for that. If you're here tonight, listen, salvation ain't something you ought to hope so, think so. You can know so. You know you're saved. You know that. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you that shall be that. I'm going to tell you how good it was. My mama, my mama lived till she almost 97. Well, during the pandemic, she's locked in a rest home. I couldn't get in to see her. We could, she couldn't obviously come see us one of the most horrible times. Y'all remember how that mess was. But anyway, I'd go to the window. And when I'd go to the window, she'd always look at them little nurses. She'd point out the window and she'd say to them nurses, there's my preacher's son. I'd be standing out the window. There's my preacher's son. Been years down the road now. Well, listen, my mom would pass away on Christmas Day. Christmas Day wasn't bad. Christmas Eve, we spent the time with her. She got Alzheimer's the last six months of her life. Still knew us. But she was fading. She forgets stuff so easy. And my mom passed away on Christmas Day. Well, I did her funeral in that church I got saved in. And I'm going to tell you what it did. When I walked, y'all have to be with me, man. When I walked in that building, I walked in, preached my mom's funeral, that casket sitting up there. And I knew that wasn't her. That's just a hope chest. Amen. 
But I walked in that building. I was coming down the aisle to go to the pulpit, Brother Danny. And I stopped at that spot. I'm talking about now. I'm a 58 year old man. You understand? Know 57 years old. I, uh, I, at the time it happened, I stopped there at that spot, and I thought, if it wasn't for that little lady laying up there right now, I'd have died and went to hell. But I said, thank God. And halfway down that aisle, I just had to give him a little praise. Amen. Amen. I know. I know. Tonight we praise a lot of things. I have no problem with sports. I've been a sports person all my life. Raced motorcycles 28 years of my life. Played football in high school. Uh, I, I, I have no problem with all that. Sometimes I'm afraid we give more praise to men than we do to God. And that's sad. That's sad. Man will let you down. God won't. Can I get a witness tonight? What is God to you tonight? God is. What does He do tonight? Well, let's look back at chapter 12 real quick. I'm about done here. But I want you to see this tonight. Here's what it says in the Word of God. And I just talked about this. I'm going to move that. But he said, He is my salvation. Do you see that? He is, behold, God is my salvation. Second of all, and I really like this, God is my strength. See verse number two? He is my strength. You ever come through something in your life and you look back at it and you wonder how in the world did I ever make it through that? All of us have been there. How did I ever make it through that? God is our strength. Amen. Number three, God is my song. I'm glad he put a new song in my heart. Amen. Oh, listen, he is my song. He is the joy in my life. But now listen, I couldn't help when I was studying this passage. And I came to a phrase here. It took me back. Now, y'all forgive me, but it took me back when I was pulling priming tobacco back years ago with my Uncle Ed. When I was 15, 14, 15, 16 years old, I was pulling tobacco, priming tobacco, throwing it on them trailers in a hot, sticky mess all over you. I don't want to pull it, smoke it, none of it. I'll be honest with you. Dr. Larry Brown said he hoped if he got to heaven and found out it was okay for him to smoke, he was going to slap everybody's preacher in heaven. Amen. He said every now and then he'll walk behind somebody going into Walmart just so he can get some secondhand smoke. Amen. Listen, I've never smoked, but I pulled up. Listen, I pulled a whole lot of it, man. I have. I was preaching up in Robbinsville, North Carolina, a while back. Y'all know Robbinsville. It ain't far. And a girl in the checkout line. I'm talking about, look, I'm talking about a pretty little girl, pretty little blonde haired girl, probably 16 years old, you know, working a little job in the, and, and I'm coming to the line and I'm going to pay for my food and she says, excuse me, and she spit in the cup. She had some dip in the front of her mouth, spitting in the cup. I told my wife, don't you ever do that. Hey, man, that's gross, man. But anyway, <laughs> I got to tell you this. Y'all might have to tell you something, do you? I'm pretty quick. Y'all might have to tell you something, do you? I used to have this little lady. I'm talking about God is tonight. I used to have this little lady I used to visit. Uh, and uh, she lived, I think she bumped a hundred. She bumped a hundred. But she was, she was, uh, uh, her family come to church. She obviously wasn't able to come. And, and so I go visit her every week. And, uh, never forget Miss Bessie Hall. I go visit every week. And anyway, I come in and 
Sometimes I'd just go in the door and see her because she wouldn't hear me hollering. Her daughter might be outside. But one particular day, I looked in the door and I saw her sitting in her chair. And I knocked and knocked, hollered Miss Bessie. She didn't move. She didn't move. <coughs> and every time I went to see her, she'd always dip in snuff. Every time. And it's always running out of corner of her mouth. And she loved to kiss the preacher on the cheek. <laughs> every time I went to see her. Amen. She did. But I was sitting there. And finally I got her attention. And I walked over there and I said, Miss Bessie, what you doing? She said, I was just looking through them bushes, looking at the front door. I said, why? She said, Preacher, any day Jesus is going to come busting through them bushes and get me. I said, Preacher, what would you do? I said, and we looked through the bushes. But I'm going to tell you what happened. I looked at her. Only, only, only these folk can say this the way she said it. I looked at her. I said, Miss Bessie. Have you ever talked to the Lord about that dip and snuff? You got 90 some of your lady now, right? I, she said, yes, sir. And I said, well, what did he say? Here's exactly what she did. She looked at me. She said, he said, okie dokie. I said, give me a little. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, say, preacher, what do you say? The Lord is my song. Amen. What do you mean, preacher? Hey, I'm telling but I want to show you something now. I pulled that tobacco, pulled that tobacco. Now back when I was pulling tobacco, you got to think about this. I graduated high school in 1982. So I was pulling tobacco 1981, 80, 79, the dark years. I was pulling tobacco. But in order to get that 66 Dodge Charger with that 426 Hemi, I had to pull that tobacco. Four speed in the four glass packs, Kreger mags, eight track tape player, hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Sweet home, I've been not saying about no sweet home Alabama up here, but anyway. Now watch now, watch now. We get done, we get done pulling back. Now there's a verse I want you to see. We get done pulling the back, we'd all go up and my uncle bring his tractors up and they'd all come up to the barns. And right in front of his house, old two story wooden house, right in front of his house, there was a well. And they had a bucket on it and they'd let it go and it splashed down the water and Bring up a good bucket of cold water. And they had what they called a dipper. Didn't have ten dippers. No COVID dippers. One dipper. That's all we had. You come out of the field and use hot. Some of them boys been chewing tobacco, they take a drink. Then you take a drink. Somebody with swine flu take a drink. I mean, it didn't matter. Everybody drank out of the same dipper. And I think we were more healthy than we are now. Right? I want you to look at something tonight. I couldn't help when I saw this. Look at this. Verse 3. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Amen? I put this little phrase in my notes to come to my mind so I wouldn't forget it. Maybe today it's time to dip your pail in the well of salvation and draw out some joy. Amen. There's enough in this world today to rob us of our joy if we let it. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I look around my life, I have to say God's been so good to me. But there's enough in this world. I, I quit, be honest with you, I, I quit watching the news. I mean, honestly, any news. I don't care who it is. I just, they all, as far as I'm concerned, they all have an agenda. It's all about what money they get. I mean, that's the truth. And so if you watch it long enough, it'll depress you. Amen. 
I'd just sooner watch Roadrunner, Wile E. Coyote. Amen. Praise God. I like it. My favorite, Marvin the Martian. I'd just sooner watch that stuff. Amen. But listen, there's a lot of folks need to realize that we got a lot to be thankful for. Preacher, we have revival. How can we have revival? Let me tell you one of the greatest ways you can have revival in your life. One of the greatest ways is to get on an altar, get down by your bed at home, wherever it might be, and tell God how thankful you are for those wells of salvation. And by the way, we're all drinking out of the same pitcher. Every one of us, don't we? Brother Toby, every one of us got the same dipper. Same dipper. We're still drinking out of the same dipper. Amen. Where I get my joys, where you get your joy. Where I get my refreshments, where you get your refreshment. I got to quit. Y'all too easy to preach to. Listen, I'm telling you tonight, God is. He's my salvation. He's my song. He's my strength. What is he to you tonight? I don't want the Lord to be a spare tire to me. I don't want him to be somebody I call on every time I get in trouble or I have a need. I want to fellowship with him. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes I fail him. I, I'm going to be straight with you. Sometimes I fail him. Uh, sometimes I really come up short and I, I sometimes wonder, God, why in the world would you ever use somebody like me? God, I mean, I'm being honest now. Brother Danny's got a gentleman preaching for him starting tomorrow night. Uh, he pastored not far from where I'm at now. It's about an hour away. Matter of fact, the pastor there now, I preach in their Christian school and their college. And, and, uh, but, uh, Brother Baker retired from that, but he went into missions with Macedonia. And I've always said, I think he's probably one of the sweetest, kindest, godliest men I've ever met in my life. I guess Brother Baker's now 70s. Gotta be late 70s probably. Today I was walking around my hotel room, second floor, and I about bumped into somebody. And I said, excuse me, sir. And I looked up and said, Brother Baker. And it was Brother Baker and he's going to be with Brother Danny starting tomorrow night. Brother Baker's one of the people you feel like you bump into Elijah. I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, listen, I'm going to behave when I move to hotel. Because not only is God there, but Brother Baker's there. Amen. I'm going to behave. But you know, it is amazing the life and the goodness of God that God gives you. The people God puts in your life and the things you get to enjoy. It's amazing tonight. So I want to ask you a question tonight. And and I don't mean this in a Copenhagen way. But does anybody need a dip? And I'm not talking about I see you smiling, sister. Don't you walk in here to me tomorrow and say, Hey, picture, that was good. Amen. But I want to ask you tonight. Is it a possibility you come into this meeting and you just need a dip from God's will? Amen. Tough world out there, isn't it? It is. We'll be honest with you. It is. But praise God, I'm glad. I'm glad everything's all right at the Father's house. Amen. Lord, how mercy God's been good to me. God's been good to me. I'm telling you. Why in the world? I do not know. But he has been really good to me. Amen. Let's stand our feet tonight. Amen. I told you I wouldn't keep you long if you act like you enjoyed it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Stand to your feet tonight. Sister, can you come up to piano for us tonight? Amen. I lost a piano player now. Somebody will come with me. You play. All right, good. We've got another one coming. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you tonight, if I can, just a moment.
Does anybody need to get anything from that well tonight? Just come and say, Lord, I want to thank you for my salvation. I want to thank you, Lord, for the strength you give me the song. Or maybe tonight you want to say, Lord, I need just a little bit of refreshment. That's what revival is, isn't it, preacher? Just God's people getting back in fellowship with him and getting refreshed.